0: Blossoming where you bleed simply means growing from the places that have once cut you and understanding that even if the sky isn't always blue, that we can still progress from our pain because flowers don't just need the sun, they also need the rain. Yo, 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 what is up my fellow Blossomers? It is I, your host, JC, Lewis, David, motherfucking Kirby. Welcome back to Blossom Where You Bleed. Episode number four, uh, Bound to My B.E.D., Binge Eating Disorder. Um, before we hop into things, uh, as normal, um, getting getting, speech impediment right there, getting this out of the way, uh, I'm not a medical professional, um, all topics covered, i.e. eating disorders, um, which is a heavy topic today. Uh, mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation are heavy, heavy topics. Um, I am not a doctor. Um, all of this comes from personal experience, firsthand experience, and all of the lessons I have picked up along the way. So you have been warned. I also swear, I think I already have. Um, and with all of that said, let's hop right into the show. I think, I, I think, me thinks a little bit. I already said it. Welcome back to Blossom Where You Bleed, episode number four. Um, again, I'm JC Kirby, uh, personal trainer, life coach, nutrition coach, published author, all of that good shit. Um, I'm sure a few, my doctor's favorite patient, my therapist's favorite patient probably, you know, what can I say? Um, it's either that or their least favorite. Anyway, um, jumping right in, today I actually wanted to read, if you'll allow me the patience, um, two different poems um, regarding uh today's topic which is my binge eating disorder um and focusing really on kind of what the experiences i have gone through in relation to it um and just kind of going from there so the very first poem of today is titled remember and this is actually from my published book of poetry titled to my eating disorder available on amazon.com in both ebook and paperback little plug there um but this poem remember goes Remember when in high school you made me reach into my trash can to finish off the hot Cheetos I had dumped from the bag the night before in an attempt to avoid doing exactly that? Remember how I was alone, curled in bed, terrified to fall asleep, because that meant I would have to wake up again the next morning, and you would force me to slink downstairs in the dark to binge eat the pantry my parents had just filled? Remember when, after I planned a date with a girl, you made me water fast for seven days, while continuing to exercise and abuse my body multiple times a day, because you told me if I did not lose as much weight as I could, I would not be worthy of her love. Remember how you would make me sit in the sauna after a grueling workout for an hour in several layers of thermal clo- clothing to excrete as much self-loathing as I could? Remember when, in the dead middle of a raging Michigan winter, you locked me in the room for five days, and made me binge eat 20,000-plus calories every single day, only leaving my room to shit, piss, and grab more food? Remember how it took everything in me to get up out of bed on that sixth day and go for a walk in the below-zero blizzard because had I not moved, had I stayed in that room, I would have very well died in it. I remember. I remember it all. Fuck you. Again, poem. Remember. Um... Excuse me, uh, if you couldn't tell, you know, uh, i.e. Eat eating disorder, you know, fuck that guy, fuck that little voice inside the head, um, and I'm going to just dive right in before we um, dive into other topics, uh, which is the same topic, I'm going to shut up here. Second poem, Skinwalker. You took the skin off from my broken back, it barely fit over your swollen hide, it stretched so thin with too little slack, you promised you would dress me again, but instead you kept me locked in a cage isolated me from family and friends. You lied to the world around. You made sure no one would question, buried me to never be found. You left me for dead, my corpse laying at your feet. You walked my life. You slept in my bed. You made life hell inside my own fucking head. But I clawed from the trenches, escaped from the hole. I fought with my life, damned to die under your crooked control. I see you now, for what you are. I'm going to hunt you down, strangle you dead. That is my vow. From those hollowed, empty eyes, I want to watch your life flit. I want to see the fight in them give in, to quit. I want your limbs to writhe with fear, my hands around your neck, losing the power over me you hold so fucking dear. Give me your pleads, give me your cries, call out to your gods, reach for the skies. It won't matter. I am coming for you now. I am going to take your skin. That is my vow. And again, Skinwalker, poem. Number one, remember. Number two, Skinwalker. Both from my published book of poetry to my eating disorder. Uh, Amazon. Hashtag cough cough, amazon.com, paper book, paperback, ebook. Um, but both as, you know, the fucking material, um, kind of implies, uh, are my experiences in a very kind of small, minute, acute sort of sense, uh, with my binge eating disorder. Um, And I know I touched on it in the first episode. Um, I actually told the story in the first episode from the very first poem um, that I just read about being locked inside my room um, for five days and binge eating the entire fucking da- time. Um, just spending money I didn't fucking have, um, wasting a life that I did have. And um, it took quite literally ev- whatever I had in my spirit, in, in the cavity of my essence, whatever you want to name it, is it took everything left that I had to get up out of bed on that sixth day and fucking hightail it out of that room, um, and walk a total of six miles that day in a fucking blizzard to deliver a package to UPS that I could have just drove, um. But if I didn't move, I, I, if I got back in my car, I would have gone right back to the store and gotten more food, um, and fucking overdrafted my account by hundreds of more dollars than it already was. Um, and that second poem, Skinwalker, um, is, again, a small sliver of the mental space I have inhabited while learning to cope and deal and beat my binging disorder, um, especially within the, my book itself to my eating disorder, um, that's probably not the last plug I'm going to throw out there, but just bear with me here. Um, the, the mental spaces I have inhabited, uh, within even to my eating disorder. Um, I've actually been told, I actually just got a message last night. Um, and you know, in paraphrasing here, but he did say, um, in the best way possible, it was a very hard read, and that was my intent with with my book. Um, I wanted it to be a bare bones account of what it is to live, struggle, fight, breathe, and beat an eating disorder. Um, the first half is all about my experience with said binge eating disorder and bulimia through exercise, which I'm sure I'll devote the next exercise. The next fu- exercise there. See, that's that fucking. Wednesday morning, I didn't sleep that great fucking mental grog right now and haven't had my caffeine. I'm sure the next episode will be devoted to my bulimia through exercise. Um, but today's, um, you know, trying, trying through my ADHD here to stay on topic. Um, so just continue to bear with me. Thank you. Thank you. Um, shukran. That's how you say it in Arabic. Shukran. And, uh, <laughs> um, it, Within uh recovery, there are many mental spaces that you are going to inhabit um, when recovering from any sort of eating disorder, no matter what it is, anorexia, binge eating, bulimia, um, orthorexia. There are so many different mental scapes you're going to experience. Um, and for me, I think in part, in part, because I have been boxing for years, I'm such a huge combat sports fan. Um, part of me is I have that, that bite and I, I enjoy the fight. I enjoy the fucking competition of it. I enjoy the, the kind of the guttural bloody chaos that it can become. Um, and on the flip side, I fucking hate it when I'm five days into a relapse, stuck in my room. Um, even, I mean, even getting off of that example, um, You know, it's not always just rosy filled glasses that I'm looking through Um, several months back, I believe, um, maybe not several months. You know what? Fuck it. Let me ironically last March when my book was about two weeks out from actually being published and, um, you know, getting out to the world about my entire journey with my recovery of the first part being about my journey with both eating disorders, the second half being all about my recovery and where I was now and the lessons I learned in my recovery. I was in the middle of a fucking relapse. I was, I was so lost. Um, ironically, weather was pretty shit too. Um, something about the fucking Michigan winters, man, I swear, just the gray cloudy. Ironically, I love them. But at the same time, fucking something in my dopamine serotonin receptors hate it. Um, but I was, I was deep in, in a relapse. I was binge eating every day. Um, I was doing my best not to call off of work because that is something I had worked with my therapist on. Um, so I could continue to make money at the very least to fucking blow it on the food. So it's not like I'm overdrafting my account anymore. Um, and there was a moment within those days of just of binge eating every day and then wanting to continue to binge eat, even at work, which is normally I'm very much so an, an isolative. If, is that a word? Isolative? I binge eat in isolation. I like to have the alone time. I like the, the fucking, the voice inside, the binge eating voice likes to have me alone. It likes to isolate so I can be by myself and and experience whatever rewards i believe in that moment it's going to bring me even though they're not rewards um it's just fleeting gratification that goes away and then it's gone and i'm empty um but i was even binge eating at work i which is binge eating in public for me is a fucking no-no because i used to be 300 pounds and i i used to still still um with body image and fluctuations in weight rapidly dude, you wouldn't fucking catch me eating anything other than like fucking rabbit food in public normally. Um, but there I was March, 2023, um, just full on binge eating in public to the point where even a couple of my coworkers, um, had asked a couple of times, like, Hey, yo, like, are you, are you good? You okay? Um, fuck no, I wasn't okay. But am I going to admit that? Fuck? No, I'm not. Hell no. Um, I got way too much pride for that shit um and that voice inside well fucking was not letting me go um and um it was a result of the book coming out the book all about my recovery and my journey and my struggles and my triumphs and my turbulences tribulations um it was because it was such an unmasking moment in my life where i had talked about it on my social media i've been very um candid for the most part um, as a candid as you can on social media about my journey, my struggles, my eating disorder, d- eating disorders, plural. Um, but the book itself is such, it was such a guttural, raw rendition of my experiences. I had never laid out everything like that. Um, like I did in that book. Um, and I just had a lot of anxieties about releasing that book, um, which came out in March 2023. And, it was, I was pretty much running from myself. I was running from the truth that I had already told a truth that I had already lived. And I was trying to cope with that truth. Um, cause I'm still, but still actively in therapy. And I was, I had, um, I had been in therapy for obviously less time at that point. So I didn't have as stable coping mechanisms as I do now. Um, you know, walking, writing, reading, um, ha- Cognitive shifts in thinking where I can kind of catch those negative thoughts and challenge them Um, then I still was just kind of like the wild wild west in a lot of ways Um, and I was fucking getting a shit shot out of me boy. Let me tell you. Um and I was I experienced suicidal ideation for the first time in a long while um last march and it was it again was something that was extremely, extremely challenging to deal with um, because I mean, obviously, you know, you hear the word suicidal ideation. It doesn't sound like a fucking breeze in the park, right? Um, but I hadn't not wanted to exist in a quite a while, um, even on my other rough moments, um, you know, it wasn't like this wave of gray was washing over me. Um, and finally, um, I gave in even more. I had a long weekend. Um, I took work off a Friday and a Monday, and I went, fuck this shit. Let me, let me just fucking live in this nightmare scape I got going on. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, and that entire weekend was spent just feeding, pun intended, into that voice inside of me and just. <sighs> wanting to lose myself wanting and every day going like no you know what next tomorrow is the day tomorrow is the day that I get up and I figure my shit out my book is coming out I gotta figure this shit out did I figure shit out fuck no no I didn't um to the point where I was at the gym on on I don't know Sunday Monday whatever the fuck it was and it was later at night later than I would normally be at the gym and it just running to me um, jogging, running has always been this sort of scape of, um, it's something that I love doing and I can't really do it anymore because of all the fucking injuries that I have as a result of my exercise through bulimia and over-exercise or bulimia through exercise. Um, and anyway, I hadn't run in years at that point either. Um, and at least two or three. Um, but, for whatever reason, it was just one of those moments where kind of the universe aligns with you. Right. And you go, Oh, that kind of makes a lot of sense. I think that's what I need. I need to do for myself. Um, soon in this moment and you know, the next few moments that are happening to fight for myself, because I didn't know what the fuck to do. I was, I dude, I was so lost. I, at that point, like every night, and I don't say this lightly, Every night, driving home from work, every fucking day, if I wasn't actively binge eating, I was hoping something, a fucking meteor would drop from the sky and just take me from existence. Um, and I was just going to say, I was going to make a really bad joke and say that w- that a meteor dropping from the sky and just wiping me out would have been dino-rific, but I'm fucking Jesus Christ. Um, but I just, I wanted to not be here anymore. Um, but I went, fuck, I'm going to run. I'm going to go for a run. That's going to be my freedom. That's going to be my salvation. Um, and it just, I'm not going to be able to fully describe kind of the feelings and the genuineness of of that feeling um, and of what I experienced in that moment. It was just one of those almost like aha moments. And it felt, the idea itself felt greater than I was as a, as a being, um so I went to bed that night with the plan of waking up early in the next morning and going for a run. I didn't really have a set mileage plan. It was just, you know, one, two miles, hadn't fucking run in years. So I went, fuck, man, like I might make it fifty feet and be gassed out. Um and my shins might be screaming at me. So we'll we'll see. Um sure shit, I woke up fucking wide awake at 130 in the morning. Um, I'd gotten like three hours of sleep. And I, I normally don't suffer from insomnia. I have in the past, um, because of my thoughts, just fucking racing and not being able to shut them off. But that night I went to bed pretty soundly, surprisingly after kind of making that deal with myself. Once I got home and I woke up three hours of sleep, fucking lo- Like the energizer body. I was fucking ready, man. I was so good to go. Um, and I got up and I went, fuck man. Like, I know I should probably try to go back to sleep, but I am wide awake and I gave myself about an hour to see if I would you know, um, fall back asleep and then I didn't and I got up and around 2.30, started stretching and at fucking three in the morning, I went, fuck this shit. Let me just, let me get out of here. Let me go for a run. Um, Dude, my feet hit the pavement and I just fucking kept going Um, and I kept going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny, Um, like Flash from The Incredibles just not without the superpowers because I was probably running extremely fucking slow. Um, but I just kept going and on that run again, I, I really don't think I'm going to be able to do a very good job at explaining this without rambling for two fucking hours, which I'm not, I will never keep you here that long. Um, and apologies for keeping you this long already. Um, but it was, that run was such a spiritual experience. Um, and And even outside of spirituality, practically, it was exactly what I needed in that moment. It was whatever gear shifted, whatever fucking stardust that sprinkled down from outer space, um, whatever fairy godmother is watching over me. I that entire run was a breath of fresh air. I just there was no fatigue, there was no exhaustion. I just kept running and going and going, um. And the only reason why I stopped was because I had to go into work that morning. Um And by the time I stopped, I was over, I was at just a smidge under eight miles. Um, and I know for like, I don't know, I'm sure the serious runners out there, they're like, oh, eight miles, that's that a shit, boy, I did. I clocked 10 this morning before I listened to this. Um, Listen, I get it. Um, but I haven't run in years, and I'm fucking, like, at that time, I was, like, 220, okay? That's Your boy ain't going to go for a jog when he's 220 pounds, all right? Even when I'm, like, sitting around 210, 205, your boy's not going for a run, okay? His knees, they don't like it. Uh, but I ran eight miles, and my plan, um and then I had to go in, was just to keep going until I ran a half marathon, um, and I've ran one before, and I went, fuck that shit, let me just keep going, let's let's just keep going i was in that runner's high that bubble that euphoria um and i wouldn't be stopped i want to be beat and maybe about halfway through that run when that runner's high really started to kick in um and i was just my feet were just gliding on the ground um i started thinking about the second poem actually both poems that i read today um one, I started to think about everything I had already experienced with my binge eating disorder, everything it has made me do, everything I feel like, feel like it has made me do, at least, um, the person that it has made me be with lying and manipulating and gaslighting in certain situations to get my way or to get its way. Um, and then I started to think about the second poem, um, just kind of fluidly transition right into it, thinking about the skinwalker and how it in so many moments has lived my own life and lived my own experiences without my permission, without my fucking consent. Um, and how it's as much as I love competition, that fucker inside of me loves competition a hundred times more because it will never be beat unless I die. It will not be beat because there's always another wrong that it can take it to. Um, there's always another calorie can eat. There's always another exercise that I can fucking burn. There's always another day that it can water fast. It will not be beat. But on that run, in that moment, I would not fucking be beat. I would, I would have died before I let that fucker inside of me talk me down from the ledge and go, Hey, I'm winning this. Fuck no. Fuck you. And that was, I started just to unravel myself in the best way possible, just to uncoil myself from the fucking stake in the ground that I was so tightly wrapped around that past week of binge eating, relapsing, depression. Just having this veil of like, haha, I'm laughing in public. I'm joking around, but I felt nothing inside. I was void. I was empty. Nothing. Um, and I just, I kept going and going and going. And it became this internal war within myself. Um, and I've said this before, um, I think, on the first podcast, but I always equated the binging disorder, the eating disorder voice inside of me as this like, like fucking black cloak reaper in the sky, like this giant swath of tattered clothing that just, it covers the sky and it paints it in blood. Um, and I have since learned in therapy and my, and other work um, I've done outside of it that realistically, it's just the inner child in me that, needs to understand he was not at fault for a lot of the things he experienced and to develop better coping mechanisms that than he was able to develop and the ones that he learned. Um but on that run, it was me versus that Reaper, man. It was me versus death and Vagan, I was gonna live, I was gonna choose life. Um and there have been several moments in my life where that has happened where it's I'm I'm faced with if I keep going down this road, I'm almost certainly going to die first, spiritually, emotionally, and then at some point physically as well. Um, so I'm going to choose the other road and I'm going to face you the whole fucking way we go down until I go down. And then I'm going to get back up. I'm going to beat your fucking ass. And that was the entirety of the run. I just out loud, vocally, 3.34 in the morning, I'm running on these side streets, externally talking to myself. I, listen, the, the, the fact of the matter, that it doesn't fall past me that I probably looked fucking insane, right? Okay, 30 degree, it was like, I don't know, I think it, it was a cold morning. I don't want to over exaggerate it, but it was like 25, 30 degrees, whatever. Um, But I'm out there in shorts, long sleeve, running, not yelling, but exclaiming at myself out loud. There was probably like just a simple like husband and wife getting ready for work that morning before their kids were awake. And all they heard like jogging past their window was, I won't be beat. I won't be beat motherfucker. I won't be beat. That's all they heard. And, and then like a car passing, like just an echo of it. Like, I won't be beat. I won't be beat. Um, so like, it doesn't fall past me. Uh, and, but again, like those are the mental spaces that I have gone to to deal, beat and fight my eating disorder. Um, and then on that flip end of the spectrum, um, I have also been within those relapses, um, because of the binge eating disorder, because of the bulimia through exercise. Um, I have been, and I think when I talk to other people, just whether they be uh, personal training clients, nutrition clients, life coaching clients, um, friends, family, whatever it may be. Um, and I, I don't want to pat myself on the back here, but fucking here we are, pat myself on the back. Um A lot of people are surprised that I'm only 25. I'll be 26 in September. Um, In part, caveat here, I also have, I shaved my head. Um, I also have had, have still, uh, fucking wild ass receding hairline and fucking wrinkles that my wife always tells me to stop making my face look the way that it does because I'm going to continue to give myself wrinkles. So that's another part. But um, I think in part two, it's because of the experiences that I've lived and have lived through and have beaten um, that people go, oh, wow, you're only 25. You have a lot of life experiences um, for being so young. And I used to, I've always taken that as a compliment because fucking sweet, man. Awesome. Love to hear it. Um, but I also used to think like, fuck, man, like, that's awesome. Thank you for saying that. But I don't want to fucking experience this shit. Take this shit. I want to be a stupid little like uh non-problematic child. Let me just fucking live, man. Let me go out, party and drink. And I don't know, like snort Adderall. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, mom. I don't, I'm not going to snort Adderall. Um, don't even like drinking. But I just, I used to struggle with being, having so many problems and feeling so problematic within myself internally, self-problematic. Um, but those are the places that I've been and it has allowed me to, get to the place that I am now. Um, The places that where you have been allow you to be where you are. And if you don't like where you are, well, then it's a great opportunity to take one step forward in the direction that you want to go into who you want to be. Um, And that was a middle ground I had to find with myself rather than going from complete lethargy, apathy, nothing matters, a very nihilistic sort of sense within my relapse of caring about literally nothing other than wishing to not exist to the other end of the spectrum of I will go to war every fucking day I will die on this fucking hill I will fucking bloodlet myself the voice inside of me I will do whatever I have to do to win this shit um which in and of itself um if you continue down that road for too long you're also going to lead to burnout and it's very much so like a kamikaze where at some point you're just going to implode and explode Um, and it's not very sustainable. It's great to use in certain moments and, um, but it's fleeting. It's not going to be there always. Um, so you have to learn to find that middle ground and find that, that inner peace. And when I say that, I really don't want it to come across of just like find your inner peace. It's, it's not hard, dude, just fucking get over your traumas, dude. It's not that bad. I, I, it doesn't fall past me. It's very, very challenging. I'm still working on it. It's a lifelong process. It's a lifelong journey. And that's the beauty in it. That's the frustration. That's the whole shtick with existence. There's going to be frustrations. There's going to be fulfillments. There's going to be tribulations and triumphs. There's going to be so many things. Um, So while you're working on finding everything else within who you are, you might as well start to find that inner peace as well. Um, and it starts by, in part, it starts by learning to deal with the experiences that you have lived. Um, because when I would be in those relapses for myself, I would really get in dark spaces and go, oh, I've been here before. I know exactly what it's going to take to pull myself from this, and I don't want to do that. I'm too scared. I'm too weak. I I know how challenging, how almost, literally how almost physically painful this is going to be to withdraw from from binge eating and to stop to, um, to have a cessation to, um, all of the sugary foods that I'm eating right now, the hyper palatable. Um, so I'm not going to do it. I'm, I know what's on the other side and I know how much better it is, but I'm terrified to put in the work. So I'm not going to do it. Um, that doesn't fall past me either. It's challenging. It's hard, but so is living a life where you get to the end of the line and you go, I have not done almost anything that I'm proud of within myself because I was too scared to reach for anything greater than the pantry or the fridge or I was too scared to reach for anything that was short-term fleeting gratification. Um, and again, I get it, but you either do that or on the flip end, you start to deal with the things you've experienced. So then you can move forward. You're not stuck in your past anymore. Um, you're not stuck with who you were rather than who you are right now, because we're ever changing. We are dynamic human beings. Every doorway you walk through, you're new. No matter how many times you walk through it, you are brand fucking spanking new. No matter how much mileage you got on you, dude, you are so much more than the experience that you've lived and the experience that you are. So you might as well get to that finish line, look back and go, fuck man. Like I live the fuck out of this existence, dude. I did everything almost everything i fucking wanted if not everything it was a good fucking life man and i'm not saying either direction there's going to be good experiences there's going to be bad experiences it comes down to perspective and it comes down to fulfilling that inner child in you of who you wanted to be when you were a kid and that's going to change that's dynamic again um fuck i don't want to be a paleontologist anymore I kind of do. You know what, quick pin, I absolutely fucking do. There are definitely days where I'm like, dude, I could be working at like the museum in New York as a paleontologist if they even have those there on staff. Anyway, for myself, it's come down to where I currently am, fulfilling that inner child and being the person he wanted there to protect him as a kid and even just to be to look up to as a role model. Um, and it's taken years of self-reflection, self-growth, uh, pain, -pain, self-pain, self-doubt. Um, at the end of the day, it, when you lay your head down at night, even if you have a spouse next to you, which I'm very thankful I have the most supportive wife out there, um, who loves me dearly. And I love her dearly. It's still just you in your head at the end of the day. It's just you. Nobody else is coming to save you. You have to put in the work. Um, and that's, coming out of that relapse, if I could go back to that story here, um, as a kind of closing note, um, after that run, it was that wake up that I needed. And it's, again, it's not like I got done with the run and it was just rosy colored glasses. No, I still struggled with urges. The fucking week coming out of that relapse of kind of resetting my dopamine receptors, my serotonin receptors, resetting my sleep was fucking nightmarish. Like it, again, it's, F- almost physically painful withdrawing from that shit. Um, from binge eating. And... Um, but I knew I had the choice. I either... I could do it or I could not do it. If I didn't do it, I would die. And I wanted to live. I wanted to continue to live to cultivate the life that I have now. Um, and I'm very, very... I'm so thankful for it. Um, and... That in those moments it was helpful reminders to me that there were actually, that was one of the kind of crystal clear moments where you have the aha moment again, where you go, Oh, there are a lot of mental scapes that I'm going to inhabit on this journey here. Um, but I can't stay because a couple days later I tried to go for another run to like, to have that same feel, dude, I, that run, I made it about 30 yards from my house to a bank's parking lot and my shins, my hamstrings, my fucking ass, Every, it was like, dude, no, 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 no. Even like internally, mentally, I, at my body, everything in me was going like, what the fuck are you doing here, man? We already gave you that opportunity. Sit the fuck down. Go home and stretch. Do some fucking yoga. Be nice to yourself. So that's what I did um, after trying to run another 30 yards and um, almost cramping entirety in my lower body. <laughs> but and there's going to be so many mental scapes you inhabit while on this journey of growth and fulfillment um striving for fulfillment and striving for the person that you want to be there's going to be so many moments where you question and doubt yourself um there might be moments where you don't want to be here and i genuinely i'm so sorry if you have ever experienced that i know i know what that's like and it's not easy but i promise you you are meant to be here for whatever meaning you put into existence i promise you are meant for it um and it then it becomes about putting in the work to get there and i have all the faith in you and that's how we blossom where we bleed people my friends it, it you gotta bleed before you blossom and um, you gotta put the mileage before you attain the knowledge um and that's that is that um i'm gonna cut it short here a little bit about 10 minutes shorter um than normal but i hope you've enjoyed Continue to blossom where you bleed. You are more than capable. You are you are strong-ass motherfuckers, okay? Don't ever doubt yourself. You fucking got this shit. Know that there are so many mental scapes. There's going to be darkness. There's going to be fucking searing light. But somewhere in the middle is where we want to inhabit. We want to stay there. And it starts by learning to deal with the shit you have gone through. And with that, I will see you in another couple weeks. Thank you for listening. And continue to blossom where you bleed.